Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 185 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Uh, a little news for this late recording. Kojima Produ- Productions' new division. What could that be? Question mark. Epic Games acquires another studio. What is that big game remake? We may know. Or we may have uh, picked up a news source that may know. Uh, what history? Uh, what history tour? Xbox history tour. December games with gold and PlayStation Plus have been announced. Find them here. Uh, I thought the PlayStation Plus one was a rumor. I guess it has been confirmed. Uh, and we it's... have a new way to play in 64 games because there have not been enough ways to play <laughs> that glorious four-player console. I'm Richard Bergman, joined this glorious Sunday by Brant McKee, Newsmaster. Yeah, it, it's uh, the PS uh, Plus is, is a leak, but let's be honest, it leaks like a few days every time before they announce it and it's the exact same stuff that gets leaked so that is the case isn't it or maybe like one thing is off in some certain region or one region gets a better game than we do yeah uh also here and also region free is uh cesar concepcion the second yep been region free since 2007 so on ps3 or vita i mean uh psp bit of both psp was region free even before that right and ds yeah, I'm still pissed at uh, the only way I can play uh, Pueblo Lacrosse is on the PSP. It's locked on there? Yeah, we didn't get the PlayStation 1 versions. That's the only translated version we got. So That's it. Still think about Pueblo Lacrosse. I woke up last night and I was like, man, I want to play some Pueblo Lacrosse. <laughs> Did you fire up your PSP and play it? I fired up my PSP emulator and played it. Your PSP emulator? <laughs> too lazy to put that UMD in there. And then so there, there was are... no digital version of it. Yeah. It, it might See be the stuck fucking on ghosting? Yeah. Oh, does it emulate the ghosting on the <laughs> emulator? <laughs> Uh, it is a uh, 100% perfect emulator, so yeah. The full experience. <laughs> Get the full PSP experience. Yeah, smear some Vaseline on your screen. Uh, Brent, that's the N64 story. We're going to come to that later. Uh, right, right. We're jumping right. ahead of the news. <laughs> First, we've got to discuss this Kojima Productions new studio. This comes from The Verge. Kojima Productions launches new division focused on film and TV. Uh, I think the obvious joke there is how has his games not already been films? So Yeah. He's been he's been putting his films in my video games for too many years. <laughs> what was, what's, Metal crazy, Solid? what's crazy? What's crazy? Metal Solid. That film has been gestating for like twenty years. That guy's directed like three other films before he's even started that one. So, I almost feel like that's in the Uncharted category. Like, it is a movie. Why? Why are we? I know it's a brand and it's a property, and people will go and buy popcorn and sodas and watch it. And you know, it's brand awareness and advertising and that kind of thing, but. It's almost like that is the movie. You're totally missing out on Metal Gear if you try to condense it to an hour and a half or two hours. That or your genius uh, screenwriter could happen. That too. Or you're uh, fleshing out somebody's YouTube summary, like the entire Metal Gear Solid saga in 15 minutes. (laughs) You're taking their screenplay and, and spreading it out. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 4, I think it was, has 15 hours of cutscenes. On the Blu-ray, if I remember yeah. right. If I remember that stat right. The that's the one where like you don't get to play the game for the first like thirty minutes because the whole beginning is a cutscene, huge cutscene. Hey, there's played... a lot. There's a lot of ground they got to cover in that. So I yeah. guess maybe I've I have played <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Four. Have no memory of doing so. It is uh, a it is a gap in my gaming. It um experience. that final boss battle is. Or one of the the coolest boss battles I ever played. So good stuff. Yeah, it was worth the uh, it was worth getting to that point. It's just a throwback of uh, it's like a I mean that whole Metal Gear Solid Four is like a, a tribute to Metal Gear Solid. So it's like that final boss battle is like reminiscent of like every boss battle of every Metal Gear game. So I'll leave it at that. That checks out. Slides us over a little bit. I don't know, Brent. You 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 play four, right? Uh, very little. There's there's a there's a nice twist at the end, man. That's hmm. the game was speaking pretty good, man. Of, speaking of games stuck on their platforms, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it's stuck on PS3. I mean, listen to how people talk about nobody wants it. So, yeah. um, the Verge says on the, on the social medias, yeah, it's not got a good reputation. I guess it was for all the cutscenes, right? That's its main knock. Pretty much lack of gameplay. 
Uh, Death Stranding Studio Kojima Productions has announced a brand new division as it looks beyond video games. No new projects have been announced, but the company says the Los Angeles-based office will focus on securing opportunities in the film and television space. I love how we all took Kojima Productions and went straight to Metal Gear and did not do <laughs> Death Stranding or speculate on anything they might be doing. We just ran with Metal Gear. <laughs> I'll be happy with Zone of the Enders, so. Zone of the Enders would make a good uh, film and movie property, wouldn't it? Or the uh, what the other game with the, the sun in your hand, palm in your hand? Baktai. Yep. The power of the sun in the palm of your hand. <laughs> I think you're I think you're mixing two properties. So sorry. Nope. I got it on there. I got uh, it. Right. Speaking of which, I was watching him this morning because Raiders of the Lost Ark was on. <laughs> he was getting ready to <laughs> toss the whip. Uh, the idol. Yeah. It's unclear what they will be doing, uh, the Verge notes, or what they will be doing after Death Stranding, which just came to PC and then PS5 as a director's cut. Did PC get the director's cut? Or PS4? I don't think I. I don't think no, I really kept uh, up with that. No, I don't think it, so. PC didn't get it at least. I don't know if PS4 did. So. Console exclusive. For now. Uh, next up, Epic Games acquires Harmonix. Did I read this? Yes. In the news. <laughs> what bit was this? Read it. You literally just read it. <laughs> did I read this in the news? No, no hold That's, on. No. All right, okay. next story. Here we go. No, Epic Games acquires another studio. Okay, I, I didn't remember saying that part. I guess. Uh, this comes from Gamatsu and Sal Romano doing the Lord's work over there. Epic Games acquires Harmonix, Harmonix to develop musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. Uh, I was quick to dismiss this, like, that's dumb. Of course, they're going to roll them into Fortnite. But I think one of the coolest things that, you know, we don't really experience it, but we read about it or we talk about it on here is the integrations with like concerts and events and things like that that Fortnite does do. So Harmonix seems like a pretty good fit for this. Uh, they note... Does Sauromano Harmonix will collaborate closely with Epic Games to develop musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite while continuing to support its existing titles, such as Rock Band 4. Um, we'll be continuing on with our existing downloadable content plans. We've got a fun Rock Band 4 rival Season 25 already planned and plenty of ideas for Season 26 and beyond. I had no clue that there were seasons of Rock Band, but here we are. Uh, there will be no changes in Fuser events. Uh, What's their Battle Fuser? Pass like over there on Rock Band? What's that? What's their Battle Pass like on Rock Band? Hey, there we go. The progress and uh, costumes and everything, unlockable costumes. I still fire my Rock Band four. So you do? You do still play it? Mm-hmm. What do you? What is your chosen instrument when you pop it in? Uh, the only one that's easy and readily accessible to me is the guitar. The only one they actually released within the last couple of years. So. The guitar. Uh, there are no plans to make more rock band instruments. Cesar, I know but, that was your next question. I get this. You know what the guitar also does? You're also able to play bass on it. Blows my mind. Not sure if you knew that. How about that? Yeah. Two instruments in one. You literally just go in there and you swap over and it goes to bass. I was like, whoa. Incredible. Yeah. Who would have thought? Is that, is that a new, um, is that what they did for rock band four and that broke it? And that's why we've never got another rock band? I don't know, man. I just need them to come out with new <laughs> instruments. <laughs> Uh, my drum set is not looking games. hot. So, what's that? My drum set is not looking hot after <laughs> I bought I bought it with Rock Band One Uno. Yeah, and it's not looking good. So pretty beat up. Yeah, I need I need a new one. I used to see them at Goodwill on the regular, and now it's been probably a couple of years since I've seen Rock Band yeah. anything outside. I used of to see all those things all the freaking time, and. Yeah resellers like uh you know mom and pop game shops and stuff they they freaking hated having them and now you can't find them anywhere it seems like another one they're they're expensive you need to find that (laughs) mad cats uh warehouse somewhere they're just hiding in there that has all the sealed stuff yeah uh they note all of harmonics games will remain available on steam and console and there are no plans to change the way harmonics supports any of its older titles so status Uh, quo basically other than they're just making fortnite music games Yes, and it seems That's, like Harmonix was not doing a whole lot up until this point. So, I mean, I guess they had their hands in Fuser and still supporting Rock Band uh, Quattro. Yeah, mu- music licensing is a bitch. So. Yeah. I mean, now they, they got the support they need now to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, Epic Games has the money to secure those expensive music licenses, right? Yeah. I would think. I mean, they're getting these they're getting these artists in these concerts and stuff. We just need a native uh, PS5 version or a uh, Series X version of uh, Rock Band 4, and I'll be okay. Yeah. Instead of doing backwards compatible. You think anybody would gamble on instruments again, making those big pieces of plastic and putting them in stores? And They, eh. they went through it and burned out last gen, so. 
Yeah, I think the that latest was the revival, right? Yeah, I think the latest thing that I had seen was the was another one where you could, if you had an actual guitar, you could plug it in somehow and like a rocksmith converter. Do any yeah. of those rocksmith adapter things work for a rock band? Is it does it work that way? I don't know. I don't think so. I think so either. I got on a Guitar Hero kick. It's been a couple months ago. I was talking about it on here on on PS2. It's like these discs are safe. I could pop these discs in. The songs are still there. <laughs> I don't have to worry about them going anywhere. I'm just, Fine. I just hope somebody on Kickstarter just decides to do a like, on the guitar thing or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's waves, waves of nostalgia come through. We've seen that before, and we're going to be talking about the Polymega adapter coming up. So it does come around, and that demand will show up at some point. There'll, there will be a nostalgia, whatever that window is. Yeah. Was it like 25 years? Is the you know, that generation has to have disposable income, I think it is. So maybe that's not even secure in the future. Yeah. <laughs> that might not happen. I don't know. I mean, you uh, got them. They made that a uh, light gun for HDTVs. And we'll get a $300 to buy Sonic Rivals on PSP. That's the only <laughs> console you can play it on. Sonic Rivals. Sonic Rivals. Is that stuck on that platform? It's only on PSP? Sonic Rivals yeah. series? Yeah. Or Sonic Racing, uh, whatever the <laughs> hell that is. Sonic R. Um, next up, this comes from Video Game Chronicle. The upcoming big PlayStation remake is reportedly, drumroll please, Chrono Cross. Square Enix RPG remaster could be announced for multiple platforms this Christmas. That would be wild. Uh, Chrono Cross, which was released for the original PlayStation in 1999, was many was one of many unannounced titles listed in an NVIDIA database leak in September. Remember when we discussed that? Uh, a list the company subsequently admitted was real, even if it said the games didn't necessarily exist. The following month, VGC reported on claims that PlayStation was set to announce a remake of a big game this Christmas, which were made by a musician who said they were involved with its soundtrack. Oh, my God. This is like a, <laughs> oh, God, what's the meme with uh, all the all the dots, all the things connected, the strings uh, going across the map and everything? The, it's, it's always sunny. sunny. Yeah. It's always sunny. Charlie. Pepe <laughs> Sylvia. Oh, here we go. Deep dive. Folk singer uh, Ava McMahon, who performs as Ava, told Irish radio station WLRFM that she has recorded an Irish language theme for the game, which had yet to be revealed. And according to Xbox era co-founder Nick Baker, the remake in question is Chrono Cross Remastered. Uh, Chrono Cross Remastered, I think, was already on the NVIDIA leak list, so the game shouldn't be surprised. It was on NVIDIA's list, but I was told that the VGC article is about Chrono Cross Remastered, he said on the latest Xbox era podcast. What else I was told, because everyone's working under the assumption that it's a PlayStation exclusive, I've been told that it's not. The only word that was used was multi-plat. Um, during the radio interview, McMahon claimed she worked on the mystery, mystery, mystery PlayStation game soundtrack with composer Michael McGlynn and his daughter, who sang on the track in question. <laughs> uh, this is a lot of, in my opinion, non-concrete evidence, but I think people are latching onto that. Uh, NVIDIA list and trying to connect the dots. Yeah. It'd be cool. It'd be cool as shit to see this one remade. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, I wish it would just freaking port over the PC version of Trigger. So. To next-gen or current-gen consoles and anything. Switch and everything. Point, oh, it's on your phone now, though. You can buy it on your your mobile devices. That's the That's only place I, you need to play it, right? Go, Don't y'all have phones? Go-to place. I just, I just had to bring out my 3DS and play my DS version of the game. So. Yeah. That font looks like shit. For some reason, the story has a trailer for the Chrono Trigger uh, phone ones, and it still has that same it's, weird Square Enix yeah. font stuff. It's weird. But they this got all kind of updates. Now we talked about this as the phone one is like the definitive version now, as far as what, what you can get a hold of and play. That's not um, uh, $100 on DS and $500 on... Oh, it was the Steam one. That's right. It's the Steam one. Steam one's got patched where it's, it looks like the Super Nintendo version. That's the, the best one to play. Steam is the way to go. And it has the anime cutscenes from PS1 and the DS yeah. improvements. It's going to be available on your Steam Deck, so it will be affordable. Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Up. It'll run a Chrono Trigger. A Steam Deck pre-order still a lot. Let's go, February. Uh, Steam Deck with Chrono Trigger is cheaper than Super Nintendo copy of Chrono Trigger, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it gets to the point where you start looking at things that way. That'll be the same case with the Polymega thing we look at. Um, Xbox 20th Anniversary Museum is a metaverse full of achievements and mistakes. This comes from The Verge. And this is actually pretty cool. I was running through this yeah. on uh, Thanksgiving. 
Um, the Xbox Museum even has your own stats. So, essentially, I won't read from the article in this one, but the Xbox Museum, we talked about it. It was a, they announced it at the 20th anniversary thing, and I, I guess it just went live because people are just now diving into it. But you you go to museum.xbox.com, you sign in with your live account, which I guess is tied to everything at this point, Microsoft-related. Cesar's excited. We got an emoji. Yes, yes, <laughs> clap for us. And uh, amongst many other things, you are able to look at your achievements, uh, the first games you played. You're able to look at a Halo museum. Uh, you can track like the progress of the development of the Xbox, the release of the 360, all the pressers, you know, the big events related to these things, like the Elijah Wood MTV thing, uh, the Rock uh, announcement with Bill Gates of the original Xbox, the uh, Xbox One awful presser with Don Matrick with the always online stuff. They have a monument to the Red Ring of Death. You can go, you can go watch a little video with the blink and red light of that and how much money they lost and all that kind of stuff. So they they do lean into those mistakes. Ring, ring of fire. Uh, they also note that uh, Microsoft attempted to acquire Nintendo. That's also in the <laughs> exhibit. Um, the personal one will show you the games you played on certain consoles, the number of games you've played, when the first time you signed an Xbox Live was, your most played title, uh, some funny stuff on there. I think my first played 360 game was uh, Orange Box Half-Life 2 Episode 2 demo or something like that. So it's some random stuff. Do you guys have any interesting things of note in your... <laughs> In your Xbox Museum, um, yeah, I mean it's it's cool to boot it up and see. I know some of the things didn't seem to write. I know it said like first multiplayer, and it had like Call of Duty Black Ops. When one of my most played Call of Duties is Modern Warfare, hmm. like how is that? Did you have another account? Because that's what I started no. thinking. Because I had no. I had a 360 at launch. And I guess I just had a different live account, or I didn't use live or something, and it it never tracked any of that progress. And I, I sold it before it could red ring and got another one. <laughs> no, I've always had the same account, so I don't know. There were, but most of the stuff was was dead on, and it's it is cool to be able to like see everything. And I know I didn't get one until high school, so mine. If you look at my history, it's it's a Halo and like Call of Duty box, yeah, mostly. Your online multiplayer high schoolage, even even with uh, the series uh, X, it it said uh, the test flight Halo uh, was your most played game for this year. <laughs> yeah, it was the most played game for this year. Was, was pretty yeah. funny. Oh. Uh, I think mine and Cesar's a lot of our stuff matched up because we play so many so many similar. I guess not so similar games, but a bunch of co op stuff. So, like Gears Five was our big one for what two years ago. And then we've got like Halo uh, Master Chief Collection was last year and, and mostly this year. And then the Infinite Tech Test. Like yours on there. But it's really cool. You know, you have like that Tron style avatar and you're running around and you jump in these exhibits and you can see other people running and jumping around and everything. It's uh, they did a good job with it. Again, it's another stark reminder of Nintendo not doing jack shit for the 35th anniversary of these other things that we had. Yeah, yeah sometimes you just don't have to do that stuff. So. No, you don't. It doesn't really sometimes matter. Sometimes you just give people Mario for a few months and then take it away. Then kill him. <laughs> Destroy him. <laughs> publicly execute execute publicly. March 31st. <laughs> and make people pay an exorbitant amount if they want to play it on your online service. And secretly sell the extra copies to Best Buy when they sell $10 under the price that they sold it. I still see it at Walmart, that uh, 35th anniversary of 3D All-Stars or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything else to note on that? What were the... I said there were some glitches or something. The mis- oh, the mistakes are literally the the stuff they messed up on. It's really cool. Go check it out. There's a Warthog on there and like a Lancer from the Gears series. Because mm-hmm. there's to... the overall Xbox One, but then there's like specific game museums that you can visit. Yeah. I need to deep dive into that original Xbox one because there's a bunch of videos and stuff they have on there. And they're teasing that. Uh, it looks like they're going to have that full documentary inside this museum, too, when it comes out. Mm. The one that's coming out in December. Or they're at least advertising it or teasing it. There's a little monument thing to it. All right. I've been talking too much. Somebody tell us about <laughs> these games with gold. I'll uh, I'll run through these real quick. So you were December games for gold. We've got December... Uh, first through the 31st, we have the Escapist 2. 
uh, Tropico 5 Platinum Edition, uh, December 16th through January 15th. These tro- Do we have all the Tropicos now via Games with Gold? I feel like every other month is a I Tropico. I think so. Yeah, it's a Tropico box. <laughs> Are they any uh, good? Is anybody? I, <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this. Before. It's not my cup of tea. We, we talk about this every time they announce it. Every Tropical box has been announced. So Every Tropical box? Yeah. But it's like an RTS of sorts, right? <laughs> freaking... What's this freaking monkey? <laughs> Cesar keeps putting up these crazy emojis on the screen and shit. Oh, I don't see where they are. I see y'all cracking up, but I don't see where they are. <laughs> uh, Orcs Must Die, uh, available <laughs> December 1st through the 15th. Uh, an insanely twisted shadow planet uh, will be available the 16th through the 31st. Mm, are we going to file this under lanes with gold this month? Yeah, it's it's not really the best. This is pretty weak. Is there any big I mean, game pass things at least to bail us out? I'm super excited about Tropico. <laughs> going to add it to my collection and never play it like the other yeah. ones. Do we have to play all the other Tropicos to understand what's happening in Tropico 5, Cinco? Absolutely. And you have to go live in Cuba to find out like the, it looks the like, background yeah. story. So. It looks like Fidel and like Fidel Lincoln, right? He's got like a top, like a Abraham Lincoln top hat. Yeah, it's like Abraham Lincoln <laughs> had an illegitimate child, child yeah. in Cuba, and he's still growing up there. So. Is it Fidel Lincoln or Abe Castro? Abraham Castro. Abraham Castro, specifically? <laughs> <laughs> honest, honest Abraham Castro. <laughs> would you trust someone named that? <laughs> I would be uh, very worried of that gentleman. Hi, I'm Honest Abraham Castro. I have an eye patch and a top hat. <laughs> Welcome to my island. All right, those are your lames with gold. Thanks, Brant, for reading that awesome list, and thank you, Xbox, for curating that. They're just totally leaning into Game Pass at this point. Like these yeah. are, it's kind of an afterthought. Well, Is it even I mean, worth? Having alt is it even worth having Game Pass or <laughs> live at this point? Because Halo know. Infinite Online is free, right, for everybody. I I've toyed with the idea of just letting everything go since uh, Halo Infinite is free. Now. I'm I don't close. Online for much. I'm yeah. close. I'm not gonna lie, I'm close. I've toyed with it and just like, oh, maybe I'm gone in six months and they might throw me a bone like, hey, come back, dollar for four months, and I'm like, okay, sure, you know. Then I'll pop in and play Horizon 5 for like two hours all of a sudden, and it'll justify itself. And then I save myself yeah. 60 bucks or whatever it was. And you fire up um, whatever PlayStation exclusive on PC and never play on the PlayStation console. Then go on Twitter <laughs> and let the world know. Yeah. PC's now my best on PC. <laughs> How do you feel about it? <laughs> Speaking hey, of uh, PlayStation. Oh, go ahead, Brent. We'll go into these uh, PlayStation Same Plus way. games real quick. Um,. Yeah, it's a it's a decent month. Uh, we have Mortal Shell for PS4, uh, Lego City, or Lego DC Super Villains uh, for hmm. PS4, and your PS5, PS4 uh, is God for God for Godfall Challenger Edition. I play God for God for. <laughs> if was they change God- the name, do you think more people would download God for if they suddenly change the name and it was the same Possibly. game? Possibly. This isn't Godfall. Absolutely. They're like, oh, yeah. this is a new game. Yeah, good God for. I haven't read anything about this. That Godfall game sucks. I'll get this God 4 title. <laughs> I'll play some God that, 4. Hopefully that was one of those else. games that they tried to hype up so much, man. Yeah. But it just it, didn't meet expectation. I feel like there's always a, and this is every launched lineup, right? There's always one that's this super high heralded launch title game that everybody's like, all right, this might be, this might be it. This might be the justifier. Like, I know we all had this conversation yeah. about Godfall. Like, do we want to get this for PS5? It looks, looks damn good. It's the first thing they showed off for PS5. Like, we got to try this out. And then it just... Whack. It flopped. And then they ported it to PS4. And it's like, <laughs> what even is this? Yeah, this game's only, only capable on PS5. Mm-hmm. Months later. Oh, yeah, we're going to bring it to PS4. All right. we, we knew that was coming. Yeah. We all just rolled our eyes, so... Yeah, I, I mean, I'll try it free for uh, PlayStation Plus members. I'll give it a shot. It saved me 70 bucks at launch because I was yep. on the fence about this one. I was literally waiting for that ten dollar price tag. It was like twenty, right? That was the lowest it's ever gotten. We were we were slowly, slowly getting there. So I think it's gonna be it. It's that's looks like a five below <laughs> title to me. I think it's gonna end up at five below. You don't even have to worry about ten dollars, SR, unless you get me and you a copy. Or get I'm, me you and Brand a copy and it's a fifteen dollar title. I'm not even worried about ten dollars, man. At this point, it's it's gonna be on that PlayStation Plus if this thing comes through, so Godfall. Oh yeah, this is a leak. We we gotta we have to uh Say that as well, right? Uh, 
I, I guess, unless you want to have a correction next week. The leaked yeah. lineup. Well, this person correctly leaked the PlayStation Plus lineups for September, October, November, and this month's December Xbox Live game. That's why Brent felt uh, comfortable <laughs> rolling with the story. The story was on the cutting room floor, and Brent's like, let's run it. Stop the presses. We need this. Run it. It's got enough. It's got enough backing. Sources check out. Uh, we teased last week that Polymega had an announcement, and apparently <laughs> it has come to fruition that their next module will bring Nintendo 64 support, along with the RC05 Ultra Retro Controller from Retrobit. So there will be a module for Sessor's non-existent Polymega. I can't talk shit anymore. It's in the mail. It's in the yes, mail. it is in the mail. Yeah, according to UPS is me. supposedly delivering it to me December 1st, but uh, FedEx took like three weeks to get something for me from uh, L.A. It just It's coming from L.A. Oh. also. so I'm it, sure It'll get stuck in Ellenwood. Yeah, it will. It'll be stuck in limbo. Joyride with my PS5. But no, this is UPS. UPS is usually... Uh, oh... Not effing around. So. Yeah, usually they're they're decent. Oh, this is pretty good. Uh, I mean, we could read a bunch of this stuff, but Nintendo Life is the article that Brant put on here, and they got the exclusive to announce this, and they have a really really good interview with uh, Play Magic, Play Magi, sorry, the Poly Mega Makers. So they talk emulation compatibility, that sort of thing. Uh, minimum above 90% to release. So, And they've been pretty steady with updates. I've seen a lot of tweets from Polymega about updates for stuff. So, Like they'll find out, was it Legend of Dragoon? Like it, Disc 4 wouldn't work for some reason or something like that, and they released a patch specifically for that game. Nope. So they're doing pretty cool stuff like that. Uh, are there plans for more modules after the N64 one? Yes, there are several other modules and products currently in development. Some of these new modules don't directly correlate to game consoles, but enhance the game playing experience on Polymega. So it's actually pretty cool. I got a lot of N64 games. This might be a good way to back those up too. How much were those modules, Cesar, when you got like the NES and the Super Nintendo one and all that stuff? IDK, man. The thing. They're, I think, about 70 bucks a piece. Okay. And I'll also be interested to see if, uh, if, you can back up these ROMs, like pop the module in and back them up and then play them, play the ROMs off the box after that, after you've you dumped those ROMs. should. I mean, that's how the whole system yeah. is designed. So, yeah. As long as you have the internal storage. Because you can then just drop back and use the normal Polymega controller, right? Or whatever you can sync up to it. Yeah. yeah. I think you still use the module that's connected to it to run it, run it but you don't need the actual physical game. So. Right. You and can the- just have the ROM in there. And the module actually has the four controller ports as well. So, I mean, and you can use their controller or your own N64 yeah. controllers. The retro bit one or the mm-hmm. or your originals or like the um, the Hordy ones or who was it that made that Hordy tribute, the tribute N64? What retro bit? Hyperkin. Hyperkin, that's right. That's a good-ass controller. And the fighter one that I had to fight with that company with. and. <laughs> <laughs> And get sent a, a next another copy, another controller. I need to fix that broken one because they didn't ask for it back or anything. So, and good customer support for them. Was that Fighters, Fighters Wait. Plus or something? What was that company? Uh, they made a Dreamcast one too, but I didn't. I didn't jump on the Dreamcast yeah. controller. It actually looks tri- pretty good. Hmm. I should have researched this better before. Four. Dead air. Four. Good podcast content. Uh, Brant, did this uh, sway you towards Polymega-ism at all? Are you oh, on the I've, you... I've been thinking about it. I mean, once they start rolling out a little bit more consistently, I've been thinking about just the uh, just the base model. And now I might do base model and the 64 module. And we all have to get together and have our burning party. Yeah. ROM dump and uh, just pass cartridges and discs down the line. All of yeah. us pay the $800, get the 8 terabyte hard drive. Let's go. Uh, mine's already in there and back there in the plastic. It's what, eight, eight terabyte beast. Eight terabyte uh, NVMe. Eight terabyte beast. Do you remember when a uh, friend of the show Andrew popped a, a hard drive in his PS3 and I think his clan tag was 500 gigabyte beast or something like that? <laughs> when mm. they were super expensive, he popped a 500 gig hard drive in his launch 60 gig uh, PS3. <laughs> Damn, those drives were so expensive back then. 500 gigabyte beast. That was his thing. 
we played a lot of Warhawk back then. Oh, that, we should have put that story in the news. Uh, Brant, did you see people resurrecting? It's a it's a custom server for like PlayStation Home and Warhawk and MotorStorm, uh, Resistance, Resistance Two. There's a bunch of PS3 games. Yeah, yeah. We need to put that in next week's news and, and kick it around. Maybe try it out. Be fun to stream something like that too. All right, well, y'all want to get into gameplay? Uh, it's just Retro Fighters. Retro Fighters. That's who it is. With that logo, like the 8-bit Kunio Kun yeah. style mm-hmm. logo. And that was the Brawler 64. It was. Do you have? Mm-hmm. I have one and a half Brawler 64s. Mm-hmm. I guess it's one and two halves, because it's, it's all there. It's just in two pieces. But, right. I mean, they have they have the, uh, the GameCube one now, and that, uh, like you said, the Dreamcast one as well. Did they announce a PS, like PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 cross compatible one or something like that? Was that them not or that was that I'm, somebody else? Not that Maybe. I'm seeing on this website. How did we end up uh, talking about Kickstarters for old video game peripherals this whole podcast? <laughs> <laughs> HD, HD TV light guns and polymangas and. and Nobody wants to play those old games, though. Not Jim Ryan. Not Jim Ryan. I don't know if he announces Chrono Cross, that'd be uh, that'd be him eating. Well, it's he's not playing the old game, right? Yeah. I mean, he he already came back and said he was gonna keep his mouth shut. He already knew everybody gets some hell in that comment. So yeah, everybody focuses in on that. We named yeah. it. I think we named the podcast title after Jim. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> he he Jim came Ryan. back and he he admitted like, yeah, I'm not gonna make those comments anymore. So yep, JRPG with Jim Ryan plays games. There it is. That's Chrono Cross confirmed. It's yeah. Jim Ryan plays games. Yeah. Because, shoot, nowadays everything cycles so quick. A game that came out, you know, a couple months ago could technically be old. Yeah. You've almost beat Halo Infinite. You're closing in on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you unlocked everything already, so. <laughs> I'm almost to the samurai armor. I've got to grind out for the samurai armor today. I still got, like, three levels to go because it gives me the bullshit objective, so. Or you get none. I guess if we're going to go into games played. Oh, let's go. Let's segue. Uh, Halo I guess we've all been playing Halo a lot of Infinite. Halo Infinite. A lot. Oh, man, that round last night was probably one of the best rounds of Halo. I say this every week. That was one of the most fun rounds of Halo I've played ever. <laughs> uh, capture the flag back to oh, back to back. Man, my brother and I got in a Warthog. He was driving. I was running. And it was a, what is that map? It's the big long one. It's not Behemoth. No, so it's. Um, I just need to look at them. It's the it's the long one that was in the tech test where you have it's wooded, it's forested. That's my favorite map. I'll play any mode on that map, it seems like. Except for some of the ones where you have spawn points so far away, like when you're trying to do the objective zones and stuff. You could be too far away. Brant's going to give us a live correction here. But uh, there were nine of us on, I think, at one point, including the three of us. Fragmentation. And, what was it? Fragmentation. Fragmentation, that's it. Which I'm guessing is going to allude to the story, like that's part of the broken Halo ring. I think that you like a level that you get to on that one. But uh, Russell and I just—he was driving the Warthog, and we ended up running the capture the flag across the across the map three consecutive times. We never died. It was just a it was just a sprint in the Warthog three straight times. And it you know some of those matches can be so hard fought. Like you can go ten minutes and nobody scored the flag yet, and for us to just like jump in the Warthog and just go to it, and we're we would get the we would get the flag and go through the little gravity lift thing and go flying across the map in the in the warhog. <laughs> uh, friend of the show Renee was on there with us and I would hear him laugh and seeing us go <laughs> overhead in the warhog with the flag. And uh, something about that map and being in the warhog with the flag and all that, I saw like how beautifully rendered a bunch of this stuff is. Um, just the lighting and stuff, like when you're holding the flag and you're in the warhog and the reflections off the base and stuff, it's just. That's a beautiful ass game. I forget sometimes just getting lost in the chaos and and having a lot of fun with it. But it's it's very beautiful too. Um, but we got in a bunch of rounds last night. All of us were having a good time with it. Uh, do you want to talk about the season or the weekly challenges or anything, Brand? I think you're close yeah. to getting. Oh, I'm I I can't get any more. You you're only get a, out. Yeah, you only get a max. I think of seven. Uh, okay. This go. And people are that on that weekly thing. People are kind of, uh, again, giving 343 a little flack for uh, how how the event progresses because you only 
you only get so many challenges for the week. And then on top of that, you get these special event challenges. But it's not like they're always there. And you get the you can only complete them by playing one specific game mode, mm-hmm. which is a 4v4. And then once you complete that challenge, you're not guaranteed to replace the challenge you just completed with another event challenge. Oh, it may you, not swap in. Yeah, you may have to play a few more games and complete other challenges and other game modes before you get one uh, event challenge to pop back up. You know, And it's specifically 4v4 uh, Fiesta, Fiesta Slayer, right? That's the only yep. way you can grind out this. Yeah, so you're Which stuck is fun, in that one mode. And but... it's To me, it's the most aggravating so far because I'll get weapons that like I haven't even encountered them on any of the modes we've played before. Yeah. I'm looking at this gun. I'm like, what the hell is this See, gun? I don't even for know what me, it does. I'm getting a feel for the weapons, but it's when true. it spawns me in it and I get the shitty weapons over and over and over, I get, you know, little plasma pistol and that um, Ravager, the thing that just like shoots almost like strawberry jelly and seems to do no damage. Is that the thing with the two walrus tusks on the front that shoots like shotgun shells or something? I hate that um, thing. I despise that thing. It, it might be. I it's, get that most It's got the like the little red red things on the side of the gun, and it can you can either charge it or just it fire a like thing? a burst. Yeah. Okay. It's a plasma thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems to do no damage. All those. <laughs> and then the um, oh gosh, what's it? The sentinel beam is hit or miss for me. Sometimes yeah. I do really decent with it, and other times I feel like I'm doing laser hair removal, and I'm just like shooting them <laughs> all over the map, <laughs> and like hair. they're not dying. Yeah. Oh, I like laser hair removal. It's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I get murdered with that thing all the time, though. Like, well, it'll be the whole team spawn together somehow, or we'll be in some back alley, and they just come down with that beam and just sweep across all of us, and you just yeah. see us all disintegrate. I've gotten pretty good with that. Uh, it's a there's like a it's a burst thing that it either does like three across or three three vertical or three horizontal. And the it's heat like wave. Heat wave. I've gotten pretty yeah. good with the heat wave. I like that, that one's thing. decent. Yeah, but it's, it's a there's a you know it's that Halo gameplay of encounter dance shields grenade it's you got to be good timing with that one and do a little jumping and stuff to try to stay out of the way of somebody because it takes some time to get those bursts out on the heat wave yeah all the weapons seem pretty good so far i just get the 80 song heat wave stuck in my head there we go and that, that checks out it was good having renee on there uh so sorry i know he joins us for a lot of shows so it was fun to have him in there playing with us has yep. he been playing a lot on his own i don't know i don't keep up with that fool that fool as he's as he's in the chat with us, most likely. You uh, saying Indiana, Indianapolis? Um, we named the dog Indiana. Yeah. I think he just go ahead, Renee. I think you just play uh, Apex. Usually they all just he just harp Apex. So he's got yeah. seventy hours in Apex when I checked his PlayStation time thing. So, seventy hours. Yeah. That's not that much. I figured it'd be way more than that. He's on the road uh, though too. Yeah, he's driving all the time. It's pretty impressive for somebody who drives all the time. So. But it seems like, and and since we recorded last, uh, I got two co-workers on with us as well, and they haven't played Halo since, one of them was at the LAN party with us. I know that's the last time they played Halo, but I don't think any of them legit were ever into any of the Halo titles online. I guess just like me. I've enjoyed Master Chief Collection, but I wasn't really there when 3 was the big thing, or Halo 2 on the original Xbox, or anything like that. And uh, Big Team Battle, I think, is a good way for people to just jump in. There's always a way to contribute, and you know, spawn on your team or hold down an objective or go for the flag or drive, you know, there's always, there's always a role to have versus just dropping somebody into four V four Slayer or Fiesta or something like that. Especially what, like Brant said, Fiesta will teach you the guns. You're, you're going to get some shit. You're not used to picking up on the battlefield on any of those other modes. So it does help. Now, the only one I, I'll, I'll tell Richard, I mentioned last week, cause I, I play, when I play with you guys, I play on my Spotify playlist in the background. I think the last one where Richard was on the back gunning everybody down, it was too uh, simple and clean. <laughs> I enjoyed that, that whole awesome. bit because I was driving around the whole map and you're just gunning everybody simple and clean. So, uh, very very peaceful as I'm just uh, committing nonstop murder on the back of the road. Uh, I kept driving off the road because I can't I couldn't stop giggling about it, man. So, I had a glitch last night where we were playing. I believe it was a cap. We had a lot of capture the flag rounds last night. It seemed in that party we were in, and I had a round where I only had vehicle sounds 
and when I fired a weapon, but not the gunner on the back of the Warhawk. I had no other ambient noise. I had no other calls from combatants, anything. It was just a party in my ear and the vehicle as it either went by me or was, you know, as I was riding on it <laughs> and then gun sounds, that's it. Nobody else firing at me. Nothing. Just my my gun, not my gunner and vehicle sounds. And I was like, hold on, I, I got to restart this game. Something's broken. I'll, I'll come yeah, right I back. Had, I had that, too. I had that like when we were doing the test flight. So you've had the audio thing like that. Mm -hmm. This seems a lot like the test flight build, right? It doesn't seem too different to y'all. Like they changed some menu things, maybe, but it's pretty much essentially the same thing. And they unlock some more stuff for us and gave us the season pass type stuff. Right. It still feels like it has the same feel. Like I feel like we jump right back into it. Uh, I'll keep it moving unless y'all want to touch on infinite on your bits. Uh, no. Friend of the show, Russell was over here Saturday and we actually started up Halo Wars. Uh, Brant was sending me uh, infinite invites and I was like, I don't know. We're playing, we're playing Halo Wars right now. Russell's been trying to, to get me on this RTS kick and it's cool because you can play the whole campaign co-op. And this was the last ensemble RTS. So we were playing. I've got like two screens set up. Kind of a, not a LAN party, but because we're both online. But it's it's got the same feel. And we're playing the co-op Halo Wars campaign. It controls really well. Like I think I played this demo years ago when it first came out. But it controls really well. It's got, it's got those Halo bones, as Brant would say. But it's a different method of those bones. Because it's, it's the Halo universe. The framework's there. The cutscenes are really well done. Uh, it's fun to create units and have different objectives and like each level has you doing a different thing. It's not as straightforward as like a Warcraft. Well, the last Warcraft I played was like Warcraft 2. So I'm I'm the worst example in this. But you'll have uh, or Diablo or Starcraft or each each campaign has you doing different objectives. And the last one we did, we we're trying to get in this. Um, the Covenant has found some sort of artifact. This takes place 20 years before the Halo event. So it's before. Uh, Cortana and Chief and the Pillar of Autumn crash on that first Halo and or right after the fall of Reach and um, uh, the Covenant's found something and they've got this uh, like plasma dome thing built over this excavation site and the way the level has you playing out is you have to there's four cliffs over the over this dome and you have to build these ry plasma rhinos the big uh, tanks and you've got to send them to the four areas to shoot down on the dome but that's not your objective right off the rip like you have to get one to it and then they tell you that that's not strong enough. So you have to branch out your, you know, your fog of war. You got to spread out, find another area of the cliff and take out those covenant areas and take out their base and then put the rhino there. And then they do a cutscene, and that that's not enough. So you got to get another one and send it to it. And it's just the way that, it, you know, it, it unfolds and you're building your base and you're trying to defend your base and you're leveling up your units. And, you know, it's it's fun having an RTS in that universe because I'm familiar with what everything does. Like the scout is the warthog. So you you craft a warthog and then you know it's going to both haul ass and have a gunner on the back of it. So it's, you know, both of those weapons at one. So we're on the there's 16 missions, I think, and we're on the sixth one and they vary. They're not getting like longer and longer and longer. They vary between, you know, having an escort mission, which was not that much fun <laughs> as all <laughs> escort missions are get as many people to this as you can. And, uh, and these things are, these transport ships are blowing up. Um, that one was frustrating just to beat. And then at the end of it, I was like, let's try that again. I think we can do better. And, but we're trying to progress the story, you know, and get all the way through it. I want to play Halo Wars one and two before we kind of dip into the infinite campaign. Cause they say that the end of Halo Wars two leads into the infinite campaign. So you'll learn more about the banished and those villains and that type of stuff. So, uh, Russell did note because he he's played both of these. He said Halo Wars One is the better is the better of those two. So that ensemble, their last game before they were disbanded by Microsoft, that's the better of the two. He said. I know Halo Wars Two is going to look better and be flashier, but this plays really well. It's the definitive edition. We're not playing the. I don't know if the 360 one's backwards compatible or not, but we're playing the uh, the definitive edition. It's on Game Pass. If anybody wants to try it out, the co-op is great. Um, we Russell's never played co-op before. We thought we there might be a way we'd step on each other's toes, but you you're commanding your own set of people. So you hold down A to select a bunch of units, and like I can never select his. So he can he'll grab his own people, send them places. So we did a lot of alternating between like base building and sending troops out and trying to cover objectives, that sort of thing. So it's it's a lot of fun co-op to divide that up, and especially when you're in the same room, you know, we're just 
talking back and forth. I'm watching his screen, that sort of thing. So it was a, it was, Halo Wars was actually a really cool experience. I didn't know what it was going to be like going into it. I know he's been high on it for a long time. I was like, let's give this a shot. This will be pretty cool. And it, it is good. Highly recommend Halo Wars. Uh, we jumped on the, if y'all saw the Oculus Quest 2 deals over the holiday shopping holiday <laughs> we just had. I guess that's what it is now. <laughs> Along with eating turkey, there was a holiday shopping day. Uh, we've just really started dabbling with that. It's really cool coming from PlayStation VR. It's awesome to have no wires and just the controllers are very intuitive. The two Oculus wands that they give you. Uh, it's cool that the the headset with the, um, what is it called? Room scale type stuff. You can always find them. So they're rendered in whatever. I know the PlayStation VR did that too. But whatever game you're in, it renders the controllers as those. So like Beat Saber, you'll have the blue and red things. And if you had set the headset down or you'd set the controllers down, you can look around in the headset and find them, you know, wherever they are and pick them up. That way you don't have... I know there were some PlayStation VR experiences where it was best to, and Cesar did this with us when we first set it up, almost like you have a proctor, like somebody to help walk you through. All right, get set in, get the headset on. Uh, here's your controllers. I'm going to hand them out to you, that sort of thing. And this is, you can definitely see this is like the next generation of that same type technology and stuff. And I cannot wait to see what PlayStation VR 2 is like. If it has these sort of additions with the the wireless technology and, oh, I will note, that head strap on PlayStation VR where you, you know, you put it on and dial it in with that thing on the back. That is super innovative. It's the one that comes on the Oculus Quest 2 is straight trash. <laughs> it's like a jock strap band yeah. that you, you tighten up. It's a well, Velcro on the top. They make you pay extra for the, the nicer one. The nice one. And it's, when I looked at it, it's not even, it doesn't even have like the dial in thing like the, mm-hmm. like the PlayStation VR does. Um, the, there's a couple cool pieces of software that come on it, like a good introductory to VR, like a couple of people that have come over, we've showed that have never done PlayStation VR. Um, it's called first contact and it has you in like a, almost like a, a RV travel trailer type thing. And there's a little robot there and you just interact with him. Like he hands you a floppy disk and you load the floppy disk and it, it boots these 3d printed games that you play with, with the robot and the trailer and stuff. And it's just, um, it's a good introduction, like uh, PlayStation World, like you'd have those, um, uh, like the Shark Tank. That's the one we always did with PlayStation VR, where people were in the Shark Tank, you know, looking around as that cage, the shark cage is what I meant, where it drops you down in that. <laughs> That's kind of like the, hey, this is what this thing can do. Um, I don't see any screen door effect. It looks beautiful. I booted up YouTube VR to to put movies in there just to see how that big screen was. And it's just like, just like PlayStation VR, where you can like look at that giant movie screen. It's just so cool to me to have all that tech wireless and just have it on your head like that. And, um, you know, we've seen some stuff come and go like 3D and uh, dedicated handhelds like portables. And it's it's fun to see VR not only, you know, not go away, but be improved upon. You know, this is like the next generation, the next iteration. So, again, I, I cannot wait to see what uh, PlayStation VR 2 is going to turn out to be. And it's only it's only two ninety nine right now that Oculus Quest 2. Their software seems to be a lot of the, and Cesar and I were looking at some of these lists. So many of those titles are on PlayStation VR as well. Sony's done a great job of bringing these things like that. Vader Immortal, when you boot it up on Oculus, it's like an Oculus uh, original or something like that, like a, an in-house thing. And somehow they got that on retail on PlayStation VR. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. And like GameStop just had the Doom 3 VFR that was there. Was it VFR? Virtual fucking reality, I think. <laughs> Subtitle yeah. on it, yeah. Uh, Doom FVR and uh, Doom Three VR. Doom Three, yeah. What was the other one? Oh yeah, the Doom, the Doom one that came with one of those bundles that they did back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bethesda's really leaned into that, haven't they? They did the Wolfenstein one. They've done a lot of Doom stuff in there. I wonder if that will continue under Microsoft or kind of be set to the side, or if Microsoft will utilize some of the tech that they've developed and worked with. Either way, it's a lot of fun. VR continues to be awesome. I'll probably touch on some more of those experiences next week because it's a uh, it's a big hit in the household. Uh, the missus is a huge fan, so she was actually the catalyst for getting this one, and she was amazed. Like she she approved the purchase. Like let's go get it. Like, all right, all right, we'll get it shipped to us. And then as it's coming in, we're eating breakfast that morning. It's going to be here. I'm like, you know, when the when the Oculus gets here, do you want to set it up? Do you want to start playing that kind of thing? And uh, she said, yeah, can we play it upstairs? I was like, what do you mean, can, can we play it upstairs? She's like, what game system does it have to be hooked up to? Like, that was her 
connection with VR. Like, I think she thought it had to be connected to PC or something. Mm. I was like, no, this one is, you know, you sit on the couch, you, you walk around with it. There's, there's room scale experiences in there where you can literally walk around the house and it will render stuff as you move and, you know, keep you from bumping into things and you can walk upstairs and all that kind of stuff. And she was, it's like that disconnect, you know, if we're used to playing PlayStation VR. So it's that disconnect of, I don't need something else to power this. Like it's all in the, it's all in that headset, which is really, really cool. But that is it. That is it for my games played this week. You guys, uh, so sorry, you're going to get there and then Brent can bring us home. Mm, lots of infinite. Mm. I know you guys have been playing lots of infinite. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kick it over to Brent. I haven't really been playing much. I've been dealing infinite with us. JoJo Bizarre Adventure, so I got through like the first three gotcha. seasons and that. I'm like 60-something episodes already in. So. How long are those episodes? Part 1 is 10, part 2 is 16, part 3 is 39, part 4 is like 50-something. 30-minute episodes, hour episodes? 20 minutes is standard, 22. I like all the musical references you were talking about. It's pretty good. Yeah, the last one they had with part two, they had a guy called uh, E-S-I-D-S-I, which is pronounced A-C-D-C. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, one called Cars, but with K. Uh, Santana. What was, the, and, uh, what was the REO character that you told me? <laughs> uh, Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Robert E.O. Speedwagon, that's great. And then uh, there's a guy in there called Wamu, like Wham, W-A-M-U-U. <laughs> I'm on the new season now, um, Stardust Crusaders. Um, I don't think I Stardust in of itself is one. Yeah. But the ending theme song is uh, Walk Like an Egyptian. Walk Like an Egyptian from the Bengals. You sent me another one, didn't you? You sent me another end song. End song? Uh, Roundabout for Yes. Yeah. Yep. It was <laughs> the ending track. for the first part, part one and part two. Yeah. It's a lot. The dude's, uh, the dude's very big in music. So there's a whole bunch. And I think the. The guy's mother in part two was called Lisa Lisa after the band. So. Good yeah, stuff. Musical references all over that sister. series. Yeah. But yeah, your turn, Brent. Bring us home, Brent. Uh, okay, so after our talks on the definitive edition for Grand Theft Auto, I decided to go back and play a few of them on uh, PS2. Yes. Via PS3 backwards compatibility. Okay. Uh, and of course, I've played three and Vice City, and both times it's do like the first five, six, seven missions, and then mm-hmm. devolves into spawn a tank, do this, you know, give, uh, you know. Uh, that sounds like the definitive experience. Yeah, it's what it always devolves into. Mm-hmm. Uh, just cause mayhem, and you know, replaying because it's been it's been a long time since I've played three or Vice City. I think the last time I played Vice City was when they released it on mobile. I bought it and played it for a little bit, and that was quite a while ago. I remember those being – I mean, that was a big Paramount mobile release. Like, hey, this yeah. is a – at the time, that wasn't that far from being a big console game, and here you have it in the palm of your hand. We're, we're yeah. back to this. But it's on – you know, it's on your phone. The It was like 10th anniversary edition, I think. Yeah. So uh, they hold up. You still – like, oh, when gosh. you get into it, it's all there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's still that, like, uh, really more with Grand Theft Auto 3, there was that kind of weird, like, blurring kind of deal that would happen. Um, and it would look kind of janky sometimes, but it's it's yeah. a PS2 game. For me, it, it still holds that nostalgia, and it still holds up. Because for me, it just... Um, and I'll touch on that later again. It doesn't matter how the game looks. Uh, it doesn't matter you know the the how old the game is if i can play it and you can have fun with it that's the mark of a good game it's freaking timeless you know it may it may look like garbage but if you are if you are into that game and you cannot put it down you're having a lot of fun it's that's it that's what they wanted to do it holds up yeah um and they kind of took away that that look of when you said gta3 it kind of it it hit with me they kind of took away that look in these in these remasters yeah, because I remember on PS2 you could pan sometimes, and like the traffic light, it would have like this ghosting almost. But it's not mm-hmm. ghosting, but it would like you know what I mean. As yeah. you pan the camera around in the city and stuff, it just had this it had this that's motion it, blur to it. And that's it's just, exactly what I'm talking about. It's it's a weird it's effect, kind of iconic. Yeah. But but the game itself was, I mean, you had day and night, and and 
weather effects and fog and like all these other things that would like happen in real time or in different areas of the city and it's, it's such a damn good game man yeah they both are and then going to uh vice city and seeing how they like took it up another level and polished everything and then being you know 80s and having all these bright colors everywhere it just you know it's so good and we got the game uh, like two years later i know and i'm like how did how is this such wow. a big leap um but both and of those the, are so good and now it's been 15 years and we haven't gotten another one i know <laughs> rebought oh, and, and when about. we do <laughs> we'll rebuy grand theft auto 5 you know when they release it for the next gen or this gen current gen yeah whatever that path to victory is like Cesar mm-hmm. says um but there were what was it i think it was snoop dogg was talking and said that he had had said something about yeah, Dr. Dre was working on music for with Rockstar for for one of their games or yeah, something. Somebody said they were recording new audio for a, yeah, almost like Chrono Cross. Maybe Snoop Dogg's in Chrono Cross. <laughs> <laughs> so people were speculating that they are working on another GTA. So, but who knows? I mean, it could just be more DLC or you know something else for five. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's West Coast music. It could be San Andreas. So. Yeah. But San Andreas is part of uh, part of the GTA Online stuff, right? Uh, it's been so long since I've the played on there. It, I couldn't even tell you. They've had yeah. they had so much stuff. Yeah. Um. Then I've also been playing a bit of Brilliant Diamond uh, for Pokemon. Uh, I've made it to the. I've been. I've played a little over ten hours, and I've only made it to the fourth gym. This game uh, is, I don't remember it being like this, but I heard that they kind of fixed stuff in the Platinum version. Because in Diamond and Pearl, you go through like the first few towns. Mm-hmm. Um, you go through like four towns and you only get like two, uh, two badges. Uh, and then you have to skip a couple other towns and like go all the way around because you get somewhere and it's like, oh, yeah, there's a gym in this town, but it's the fifth. So you have to come back when you're stronger. And, you know, they keep doing that and running you around. I'm like, I don't I don't ever remember it taking this long for a Pokemon game. I'm usually able weird, to just run through these. That's a weird thing for the formula. Did they is that what they did in the DS ones and they just retain that? They did that in the DS ones because it was uh, Diamond Pearl and then Platinum. And in Mm -hmm. Platinum, they kind of changed the format and redid it to where it was a little bit more linear. So, yeah, you just kind of in progression just kept going, kept going, kept going. And this one did not carry that over? No, no. So um, uh, I finally got, yeah, the fourth gym badge. So I'm halfway to being done. And now I'm just starting to get into the... um, the crap with all of the uh, enemy teams because there's always the, you know, Team Rocket is the most iconic, but this is yeah. Team Galactic, or at least for me anyway. Uh, Team Rocket's what I grew up with. But this is Team Galactic Same. and now it's our generation. This is, I'm, I'm about to start getting into the point where you're about to have to go through like whole bases of them, you know. So it's gonna take away from my progression again on the gyms and the collecting the gyms, but it's mm-hmm. yeah gonna add to the story so that kind of deal um gosh and really other than those it's been a lot of halo infinite uh my uh nephew came over to spend the night uh with us after thanksgiving very cool and the biggest thing is he yeah he wanted to play some halo and i had a round with them where we were playing oddball on um what's that is it recharge that map recharge it's the kind of that like indoor yep. facility on on oddball that one's a lot of fun yeah and there was i knew where this guy was hiding that area where you have to jump to that like tiny platform that usually has the power weapon on it mm-hmm. there's like a little crate and there's like a tiny little area where you, somebody can crouch. And I knew that dude was sitting there with the ball. And I got the damn gravity hammer. And I went around the corner. Beautiful. Hit, hit him. And then grabbed the ball. Started to walk one way. 
saw a guy running. So I yeah. went back and jumped up to the top platform, saw another guy, and he didn't see me. So I jumped back down, threw the ball down, got the hammer back out. And as all three of them come down the ramp, I just hit them all off the off the side with the hammer. Beautiful. It was <laughs> beautiful. I got an uh, achievement on one oddball round. I killed uh, three people with the oddball in, yeah. in a round because nobody would defend me. I'm just swinging the oddball for myself. <laughs> got that achievement. Yeah, there was a couple times I had I just I would have to drop it and defend myself because I'd be playing with my son or my nephew because they <laughs> they would keep uh, passing the controller. Um, and I love oddball in this game because there's only one skull. Like I'm used to it on Master yeah. Chief Collection where you have two you're juggling. I love it with this one skull. But it would just be me or him getting the ball and defending each other. The other two teammates were treating it like Slayer. They were just like running all around and killing. And like, there's an objective. You got to, you know. You get so. screwed on oddball if you're not if you're not a party of four. You pretty much screwed on oddball. Yeah, I mean, I never get oddball that often anyway. So it seems to be one of the lower end ones. I, I get excited mm. when I see it. It's like hell yeah! Mm. I would like to do that on big team. That would be just mass chaos. I think it'd be awesome. Big team oddball. Gosh, that would be horrible. (laughs) (laughs) On that big-ass forest map, just think of that with all the lifts and stuff. So I I definitely played a lot with them because they loved that. Um, We played some Mario Party Superstars with him uh, since we had a full party of four people. That's good. good Uh, And, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, We played that snowball minigame where you have to roll the snowballs like you were talking about. That was the best minigame. There were some trash mini games we got, but that that snowball one is <laughs> was freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, we, we, we practiced that snowball one for, for probably three or four rounds before we did the actual <laughs> one and the baby one. It was so awesome. <laughs> um, and then uh, he he's he's got a Nintendo Switch and he's got a PC that they play like. Fortnite and Overwatch on, mm-hmm. and I think his sister plays like Roblox and stuff like that. And they've played Minecraft and things, but kid doesn't really have a lot of retro video games. I'm like, okay, okay you've never played Goldeneye before. You're going to play Goldeneye. Nice. And Alan gets all excited. He grabs it off the shelf for me. I start hooking up the N64, and Kid rolls his eyes and goes, oh, well, this is just one of those old games. I turn around and said, we don't have that attitude in this house, sir. Yes. So you gotta, So you got to understand, without this game right here, you wouldn't have that Fortnite. We wouldn't be playing Halo right now. You know, the old like, man in the cloud bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will play my games. Like, games, there's, defi- games there's definitely two games that changed everything when it came to uh first person shooters and that that's definitely goldeneye and halo the original halo Mm -hmm. those two just like completely changed how how, we played first person shooters so perceived how did it go over we hooked it up i i let him choose the game mode um so he chose automatics first and he had some growing pains but then he was starting to get it then we played uh, slaps slappers only, oh god, <laughs> and t- turned everybody's health down, and <laughs> and then we played. Uh, we finished up with some remote mines or uh, trip mines, trip mines. Yep. Perfect. And uh, <laughs> he was he was having fun with it. He he actually really liked it. Awesome. He's like he's like it doesn't you know it. He was laughing at like the polygonal characters and stuff and how like kind of janky they look. I'm like this is that's how it looked at the time. But that was, again, uh, that it was it, uh, leading edge of the day. That's it, it, it all went back to mm-hmm. it. I said, you know, even though it's old, even though it looks kind of janky, it was like mm-hmm. you had fun, right? He's like, yeah, I'm like that's all that matters. That's all that matters, man. Did y'all play on the CRT? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I pulled it, it great, out, didn't it? Pulled the uh pulled the uh N64 down on the ground and you know it kind of stretched it out to the TV mm. or from the TV and then had to had to plug all the mm. controllers in and he's like looking at looking at all the wired controllers awesome. and everything like what awesome. the hell is <laughs> but we had we had a lot of fun with it we had remember a lot of time fun. remember Peace times in the 64 but uh you cannot live I yeah. remember times with the 64 where we're hoping we're like aunt uncle or grandma or whoever 
like hoping they have front AV inputs because we're going to need that extra like foot and a half to to have the 64 yeah. out in the middle of the floor so we can all play Mario Kart and Perfect Dark mm-hmm. and stuff. I remember bringing out the RF modular. So. Yep, that too. Yeah. You, oh, you were happy I mean, when you when you had a TV with AV inputs at all. With the with the damn uh, NES, I, I mean, I remember having to sit so damn close to the TV just because yeah. <laughs> those cords on those controllers were nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep, old school games. Between, you had um, to t- take it out of whatever cabinet or whatever it was in and stretch it out. Channel four. Channel three, yeah. Channel four. Yeah, which one's it on? Three which, or four? Where is it at? Where is it at? Give me a signal. It looks like butt on four. Go to three. <laughs> <laughs> I got static. <laughs> Not the right one. Are you changing the channel? I'm flipping the switch. The kids will never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which one are you doing? Oh no, it, it's unplugged. Somebody plugged in the VCR. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's why shit. it's not working. The VCR was a lifesaver at times because you would pass, mm. you'd plug your game system into the VCR and you'd pass, and pass it. through the, yeah. Yep. You had your coax or whatever going that route. That was your, um, that was your, Is there something else I can help with? that was your switch <laughs> thing. So, wow, that was strange. Yeah, Brant, I, I, I feel like sometimes you're younger than us and then it's these same generational things. I'm like, nope, he's, he's right there with us. This, there's mm. no difference. He's of the era. No. And that's that's like that's my thing is like I've, I I fondly remember all these different things and there's times like in my head I'll play that out and I'll just go grab a pizza and we'll act like we just came home grabbed a pizza after we went to the blockbuster and we're sitting down and we're gonna play some N64. Yes. Those were the days, like, man. Those Friday were the days. nights. Yeah. Friday night in the mid nineties, baby. Right. Get your polymega. <laughs> we have, I mean, we all have original hardware, so we don't, we don't yeah. have to have them. Yeah. All right. Is that our games played in our episode for this week? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week and thank we you. will catch you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye. Stop streaming. <laughs> <laughs>